It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host, as well as one of the certified financial planners on the show. Thanks for joining us. We are in the KFG studios right next to me, financial planner Josh Gregory. Next to him, financial planner Kevin Corhorn. Yeah, we're taking some very interesting topics, breaking them down and making them somewhat uh, boring and uninteresting. <laughs> so <laughs> We've got a knack for that. Yes, we do. And so we're going to take our knack for that and we're going to take it right to automatic enrollment into a 401k. Don't oversell it though. Actually, I'm kidding. This is... Folks, this is interesting stuff. This is very interesting, very, very interesting. So lean into this because you might say, I don't have a 401k or I'm not a decision maker on what kind of benefits or features that are offered in my 401k. This is good if you say, hey, I am a student of the game of life. You want to lean in, hear what we have to say, and whether it benefits you or benefits a friend, this is something you could tell a friend about if it doesn't directly impact you. Yeah. All right. Folks, as always, it's your show. If you have a question, reach out to us. You can do so in a few ways. Wisemoneyradio.com. You can submit a question right there on the right. Call or text 574-222-2000. Lastly, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Wise Money Radio. All right. There's been some news floating around the financial planning world regarding some of the latest data on what Kevin mentioned, these auto enrollments in 401ks. There are definitely some benefits to this this feature, but folks, what you don't know about, and this is why I believe this will be an interesting topic, one that will be applicable to you. There are some dangers with auto enrollment as well. And you think, what dangers? How, How? No, it's just a good thing. No, folks, watch out. Let's start by talking through some of the benefits or attributes, why these features are even out there. Well, I I think if I give you an objective, quantifiable reason why I think this may be one of the most important new features to hit the 401k market in a long, long time, Mm -hmm. it's actually a number I'll give you, 5,000. Do you guys know what 5,000 represents? A little pop quiz for you here. I don't. That was the credit that... In the Trump tax plan for the elderly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bail you out here. Thanks. 5000 is the median amount that the average American has saved for retirement. Mm. Whoa. Wow. Say it again, It's Josh. way too low. 5000 that's the median, so 50th percentile. Mm-hmm. Um, not the same as average, but the 50th percentile of what the average American has saved for retirement. And I think that that's really... And, the, the, the road to 5,000 is is paved in good intentions. Our intention was to get started, but we never get around to it. You know, there's always something more important going on in your life than getting rolling on a, on a 401k contribution. So this auto-enrollment is really a response, I, I think, from a lot of good, well-intentioned employers to help alleviate that risk that you allow too many years to burn by where you haven't gotten started. And, and I just, you know, and maybe that's you. 
And so what, what Josh said, I just would change one word, and he said, there, you know, something's just been more important. Folks, there, something might have just gotten in the way in your financial life. You're dealing with a tragedy, an emergency, some real difficult financial stuff, and you've said, I can't. I can't save to the 401k right now. And time goes by quickly, very, very quickly. And so what was originally a six-month break, or I'll do it in six months, turns into six years, and pretty soon you're way behind. And so the auto enrollment feature can really help with that. Yeah, if you're finding yourself in that story that Mike just told where you stopped and you haven't done it for a while, now is the time. Make yourself a note. Get going. Talk to your employer. Say, when's the next open enrollment? I want to get in. But, Mike, you, you were asking for a definition. Yeah, about- yeah. let's back up and, and hit what what is auto enrollment? How does it fit in the entire context here, Kevin? Mm-hmm. So auto, auto enrollment allows an employer to automatically deduct elective deferrals from an employee's wages unless the employee makes an election not to contribute or to contribute a different amount. So in essence, what that means is when I become eligible for the 401k, they automatically enroll me into the 401k at a certain percentage of my salary, and that goes in, and I'm off to the races. I didn't make any decisions in that. They've got a a certain default investment that my money goes into, and shazam, I am now in the plan. Mm-hmm. And that's something to be paying attention to because if your plan has an automo- automatic enrollment uh, feature to it, you may wake up one day, look at your pay stub, and it's suddenly smaller than it was last pay period. And it's because now all of a sudden they are withholding money out of your paycheck, throwing it into a retirement account for you. So this is a feature that's now available on retirement plans. And And your employer decides, your company decides that. You don't decide. You just, your company has made this decision. Right. So your company has made a decision. Auto enrollment is a feature on our plan. If you start here, as soon as you're eligible, you'll be put in at a certain amount into a certain investment. Yeah. Now, let's also touch on the auto enrollment's twin brother or sister, and that is, and part of why we're talking about this right now is there's been some new research about this, but the second is we're in this season where you get to make some decisions about what your benefits will be like for next year. The the brother or sister to the auto enrollment is the auto increase, and that is if you're auto enrolled and you're saving, let's say, at 3%, because that's what you're automatically, your company has decided you're automatically enrolled at 3%, every year, if there's an auto increase without you doing anything, next year it'll be 4% that you're contributing, and then it will be 5%. And they'll decide, your company, if it has this auto increase feature, will decide that it'll your contribution limit or your contributions will increase at a certain percentage until a certain level is met. Here at Corhorn Finance Group, that's 10%. <clears throat> yeah. That seems to be the most common threshold that I see. Yeah. Um, have you guys noticed uh, one uh, minimum starting point that you see most frequently? I, it seems like 3% is yeah. a common 3%. one, 6% is another one. I'm seeing that the most popular is the 33%, or excuse me, the 3%, and that is 37% of employers offer that. 33% of employers offer a 6% uh, automatic contribution. So, so this is good because it nudges, it puts your default behavior at 
contributing to the retirement plan, okay? And if there's an auto increase, there's a default behavior that each year I'm gonna put more and more into the plan. And this addresses the issue of so many people are underprepared for retirement. Does it address it well? We're gonna get into that in just a minute. Let me point out one other benefit though. We've done, we've had discussions on the Wise Money Show before where we've had this quantified and unfortunately I don't have the number right in front of me, but Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think the last time it was quantified, something close to $24 billion of employer match money was lost, was was gone. Was it $24 billion, $24 million? Yeah. B. 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 Where 24,000 Where employees were contributing something or nothing at all, but they weren't contributing enough to get the full employer match. Now, I think the auto enrollment is a benefit to that because you are automatically contributing something. And if your company is providing a match, then you're going to start getting some of those match dollars, which is extra free money in your pocket towards retirement, something that Josh already alluded to. It's going to require a lot of money and the average person isn't ready. So you know, I, I don't want to you know, rain on the parade here or anything, but do you ever think in your mind that this feels a little bit too much like a parent-child mm. uh, relationship? Mm. Yeah, I, I know that's a negative take on it, but it, it, it's someone kind of choosing for you, hey, I, I know what's best, and you might not choose this for yourself, so I'm going to kind of set this up as an automatic enrollment. I would rather see all of our listeners making this choice for themselves and not settling for the automatic 3%, because what if that's not the right amount? Yeah. Right? Do, I, do the hard work and and figure out what is the right amount to be contributing. Make it your choice. That That's a perfect segue into what, a, what some psychologists have just found to be some real big detriments to auto-enrollment and these sorts of features. We're going to break that down for you in just a second. But if I can summarize, an auto-enrollment can be a great way to get started. So if you're in your first job or you have a child that's starting their first job, Get them started in the 401k, and if they don't make that decision themselves, the company might have that automatically set up. Now, what could be bad about that? We're going to tell you. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Mike Bernard, Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory coming to you from the KFG studios. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keen, as well as First State Bank for making the Wise Money show possible. Today we are talking about a unique feature within 401ks, but really, folks, the discussion is about what's good about 401ks and what's not so good. What do you need to watch out for so that you use this very, very important retirement vehicle to the maximum potential for your situation. If you have a question, reach out to us. You can do so in a few ways. 574-222-2000. Call or text or visit us online, wisemoneyradio.com. Lastly, this episode right now on YouTube at Wise Money Radio or Facebook and Twitter at Wise Money Radio as well. We're talking about auto enrollment. We were talking about the benefits of it uh, within your 401k, but folks, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Kevin, level the playing field, define again what auto-enrollment means, and let's start talking about some of the problems. Sure. So auto-enrollment is a feature that is available for a 401k. It's actually available for a simple area as well. 
And so what that means is when you become eligible, the company automatically puts you into the plan at a certain rate, into a certain fund, if you don't specifically elect to not get into the plan. So you can proactively say, I do not want to get into this plan. I do not like green. <laughs> so, uh, so if you can finish that one. So I, not in a boat, not with a goat. So I, I don't want to be in the plan. And so you don't have to be in the plan. But there, And then the other thing we're talking about is auto escalation, where without me doing anything, it bumps my uh, percentage over time. Contribution up each yep. year. And so, and when you look at this, the, the 401k is now the primary vehicle for somewhere between 83 to 90% of the population. This is, in essence, your one-legged stool. We used to talk about the three-legged stool. You have your social benefits, social security, you've got uh, your pension, and you've got your your savings, your 401k. That is really the three-legged stool is now replaced with a one-legged stool. We've got a question coming up from Don who talked to, who asked, how do I know if I'm going to have enough uh, for retirement income, enough retirement income? And what Kevin's talking about, that it will address that question in a moment, Don, but it used to be this three-legged stool where you could say, you could walk through, yep, you've got Social Security, you've got your pension, and then you can supplement that with your 401k. And folks, yeah, that is changing. We're, we're on a unicycle now. You've got to make sure you've got enough in your 401k and in your retirement savings account. And then you've got to turn on the right income, retirement income strategy. But yeah. Yeah. So the... so. As you look at this, one of the issues with this, just for those of you who are listening who are either in an HR department or handle payroll for your company, you've likely had a nightmare if your company has these features because you've uh, done uh, the orientation, you've explained to folks how it works, and everyone's nodding their heads and no one opts out of the plan. And then once they become eligible 90 days in, their first paycheck, they come storming down and they say, hey, listen, you took this $17 out of my paycheck. There's no way I can live without this. Please give me my money back. So one of the problems, if we're turning the conversation to listen, these auto enrollment, they sound good at the surface and they are helping some, but folks, watch out. There's some hidden dangers there. One of them is just the practicality that you might have misunderstood how this was communicated during your uh, open enrollment or your orientation. And then all of a sudden you get this surprise where money is sucked out of your paycheck. You don't know where it went and it's a bear to get it back. Not to mention what Kevin said, payroll and HR now have the challenge of unwinding this thing for you. And that's problematic. Here, here's the other dark and dangerous secret related to these auto-enrollment plans. After about a decade of using them, it turns out they work, mm -hmm. right? And, and that actually is the problem because, um, you know, the, the whole rationale behind these was if we can just get people started in a savings plan, then they'll stick to it. So make it an automatic thing and they'll just kind of run with it. Hopefully it won't be too many of those trips to the HR department or anything. But the, the issue is um, the average person is saving 6.2% on one of these uh, uh, automatic enrollment plans. That is down from a decade ago. That's down, folks. These auto enrollment 
features have been added to more and more plans. Eight, 68% of companies are automatically enrolling their employees. And over a decade, it's meant people are saving less yeah, towards I, retirement. I, I think the real reason for that is many people think of of retirement. Hey, this is something I need to do. I need to be saving for retirement. And now that I'm enrolled, I can check the box. Check. Right? It's done. I'm doing, I, I don't know if it's enough, but at least I'm doing something. And you just kind of get into a rut. And we, we talk about inertia a lot in the financial planning world. You know, you, you just get into a certain rhythm and you never change unless something outside forces you to change. This is actually one of the reasons why that auto escalation uh, program that, that Kevin was talking about is so important. If you start yourself at 3% and you just stay there, then you're, you're going to burn through some decades of under-accumulating for retirement. Possibly even longer than decades, because I'll just ask you guys. Someone starting off their very first job, how much would you tell them to set aside for retirement? 15%. 15%. Does that include match? No, put match on top of that. 15%. Now, some other flashy radio show folks say 10%. Somewhere in the 10 to 15, I like 15, and here's why. People are living longer. You're going to live longer, especially if you're starting your first job right now. Uh, so 15%. Start there. Think about it this way. Social Security is only, all the math shows, Social Security on average is only going to provide 25% or 30% of what you need in retirement, guess how much is going in Social Security? Uh, 15%. Hmm. Right? Did you ever yeah, think yeah. about that, it's folks? Interesting. So, yeah. The, yeah if you're doing auto enrollment, you're starting at a point below where you need to be, folks. Yeah, and my answer to that question, how much should you put in? The, my personal answer from the time that I started working was as much as I can. As much as they let me put in, I've always wanted to find a way to get the maximum into whatever plan it was. When I started working, you could put a whopping $2,000 a year into an IRA. You are. That means Kevin is old, folks. <laughs> Just kidding. That's right. going yeah. back a few <laughs> years there, Corhorn. I am. Like to kid. We I know like I kid. am old. And and um, <coughs> I seem to be getting older every day. And <laughs> and so, but I would look at this and say, what is the maximum that I can put into a plan? And then I would, the way I'm wired, I'm working towards that. Hey, I'm gonna, if, if, if there's a maximum, I'm going for the maximum. And this is, again, why you want to be working with a financial planner. And as I'm listening to you guys, I'm thinking, no, I'm, I'm getting motivated. Um, but I'm, I'm already doing what you're talking about. If you're listening and you're not doing what we're talking about, go to your HR department and say, how do I enroll in that 401k again? How do I get started? What is the company match? I need to be doing at least what the company matches, working towards 15%. Yeah. This is an article. I'm just going to read in a quick expert, uh, an excerpt here from psychology.com. This isn't financialplanning.com. This isn't uh, in, in, you know, Investopedia. This is a psychology site. Here's a, an article real quick. Um, here's my concern with automatic savings plan. One is that participating in such a plan may create the illusion that one's retirement is taken care of making people falsely complacent and unprepared. Another is that it encourages passivity, oh my goodness, passivity, okay? Passiveness in your financial life, like what, what Josh was talking about here. And here's the punchline. In other words, people are treating their 401k plan 
in the same hands-off way that they used to treat their pension as if, all right, it's just done for me. Folks, I have the same concern with online financial advisors. I have the same concern with TurboTax and other online. You just can automatically, because of technology, just check that box when you're not actually doing tax planning to get the right the, the least amount of taxes paid in your lifetime, the right amount saved up into your 401k and your retirement over your lifetime, because it's just, well, technology is just taking care of it. It's all taken care of. Folks, you, if that's the approach you take, you're going to wake up someday, be sorely disappointed, and actually feel potentially a bit victimized. Like, wait, what, what just happened here, folks? Take a proactive approach work with your certified financial planner. Oh, you can tell I'm pumped up. There's a lot more to talk about here, as well as some great questions about, all right, I've already started saving, but it's not quite enough. What do I need to do to ramp that up? So that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Folks, are you convinced yet that this auto enrollment feature in the 401k that is very popular and has gotten much more popular over the past decade, are you convinced yet that it's not all it's cracked up to be and you need to watch out? If not, we've got more examples, more things that you need to be aware of here coming up. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Mike Bernard, Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, financial planners coming to you from the KFG Studios want to say a special thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for making the show possible. If you have a question, reach out to us, wisemoneyradio.com, call or text 574-222-2000. Lastly, follow, communicate, like the show, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Wise Money Radio. Okay, so this auto-enrollment feature with 401ks, it automatically defaults you get a new job at a company that has this feature, you're automatically enrolled in the 401k as soon as you're eligible. You don't have to do anything. Sounds good. It's got good intentions. There are many hidden dangers here. Yeah, and one of the reasons why we're talking about the 401k is because for most folks, this is the way that you're going to get it done. If you're going to be able to retire someday and replace your current income that you're making while you're working, you're going to have to do it yourself. And you say, well, why do I have to do it myself? Because the companies don't want to do it for you anymore. There is a rather large credit union in our community that's making some pretty sweeping changes to their defined benefit plan. As well as a huge uh, local hospital has made similar announcements, and it's kind of spooked a lot of the employees out and previous employees about what changes are going to be happening next year. Right. So uh, is this, in the spirit of being a jargon-free zone, defined benefit means based on my age, my years of service, and my income, they define what my benefit will be. So they say your payment is going to be $3,000 a month. So when you retire, 
you're going to get paid $3,000 a month for not working until you die. It's it, So it's a pension. It's a pension, and the company, the, your employer, is the one primarily responsible for putting money in there, if not solely responsible, and they bear the investment risk, whether it goes up or down. That right there is the economic force at work here and the reason why these pension plans are going away. Because if, if I, as your employer, have promised to give you a certain income stream for the rest of your life, when am I done with that promise? When have I fulfilled that promise to you? It's not until you pass away, yeah. right? And, and, and if you're living longer and market or at least interest rates aren't providing what they used to, these companies now have this big liability, this IOU that they say, I've got to get rid of this. And guess what, folks? That means you've got to save more. But for the same reasons that they're saying they've got to get rid of it is yet another reason why you need to save even more. And if you're into drama, and on occasion we're somewhat interested in drama, <laughs> so meet with a client. He works at the hospital and she works for the school system. So he's sitting here saying, well, wait a minute. Look at the changes that are happening to my pension plan. And she's sitting there saying, well, guess what? There aren't any changes happening to my pension it plan. Could, folks. And I it say, well, look at the writing on the wall. Right. I, I think in, in the spirit of fun and unusual things that you would learn listening to the Wise Money Show, the reason why, and Josh was talking about the liability. These companies do not want the liability. They want it on you. So if you're listening, you are receiving liability upon your shoulders, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. There are some serious rules that went into governing how this works. And one of the reasons why is from right in our backyard. So in 1961, U.S. President John F. Kennedy created the President's Committee on Corporate Pension Plans. The movement for pension reform gained some momentum when the Studebaker Corporation, an automobile manufacturer in South Bend, Indiana, closed its plant in 1963. Its pension plan was so poorly funded that Studebaker could not afford to provide all employees with their pensions. And so I could- It's a big deal, I folks. could go on and on and on, but really, if these companies underfund them, there was a big steel company in town that a few years ago, mm -hmm. they their pension was so awful when they went out of business, the pension was taken over by the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. So I was planning on a $6,000 a month benefit, and now I'm getting a $3,000 a month benefit. So 401ks, it's the way you've got to do it. It's the one-legged stool or the unicycle that's replacing this three-legged stool. And auto-enrolling than that, again, well, let's go back to, well, then, gosh, let's have companies do auto-enrollment to get more people in. There's big problems. And one of them that we haven't mentioned yet is your, when you're automatically enrolled, you're not making a choice of whether you're doing pre-tax contributions or after-tax Roth contributions. And if that's just put on autopilot, you never think about it for decades, that could mean that you've got this huge tax bill in the future when you pull these dollars out that really you could have avoided because you were in a lower tax bracket and should have been doing the Roth to begin with. That's right. So just to be clear, the default is if you're automatically enrolled in the 401k, that money is going to be coming out of your, out of your paycheck on a pre-tax basis. And that may not be good for you. If you are in that low tax bracket that you were just talking about, 
maybe now is the time to go ahead and pay the tax, let it grow tax-free, and have a tax-free stream of income to you down the road. And let, let me just jump right on this soapbox real quick, and then I'll get back off. But there again, put it on autopilot. You wouldn't even know the difference. In fact, y- you would probably like that you're getting a little bit extra tax deduction this year, and that'll benefit you this year. And then in the future, when you pay tax, when you draw the money out, you wouldn't have known that there's a different way or a better way of doing it. And so, folks, don't just rubber stamp this stuff. Don't just phone it in. Reach out and work with your certified financial planner who's doing comprehensive financial planning for you. Another big danger with these, your investment selection. That's right. If it's you're another rubber a- stamp, right? Auto-enrolled, you're not making that choice. I've seen some just put the money in cash. Wow. Yeah. Now, the, I think the more common default is put it into an, a target date retirement fund, which is like it's a prefab house. If you're just getting started, that might make sense. But as you build up more dollars, you're going to want to have a custom built allocation as opposed to something that's prefab. That's right. These auto enrollment uh, plans that stick you into a target date fund. How's that for a jargon full packed uh, (laughs) uh, sentence there? These, These target date funds are basically picking a date out there in the future that they assume you will retire. And then they manage the mix of investments for you as you get closer and closer to that date, essentially taking the risk level down as you get closer to this hypothetical retirement date. What if it's the wrong date for you? What if uh, you really need to be playing some catch up and should be controlling the risk level a little bit more yourself? I like the idea of being able to look under the hood and pick investments that make sense for your unique situation and not just the general population that might be retiring around that same time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that there is actually a name for that fund that you are automatically enrolled into. It the acronym is QDIA, which stands for Qualified Default Investment Alternative. And it's a type of investment account that meets the criteria of ERISA. Section 404C. <laughs> we are getting deep. and provide plan sponsors. <laughs> this so, is a jargon-free zone. No, no, I, I know, but this is this is interesting because you're. If you think about this, I'm auto enrolled into something that has all this jargon. You say, what do I understand? What do I know about this? What do I understand? Nothing. So the moral of the story is, the best performers all have coaches, and if you want your investments to p- perform well, and you want your finances to be on a good track, you have got to seek some help. That's our message. I'll give you one more detail that could get lost in the shuffle if you just automatically get enrolled in your 401k. You may not remember to circle back and set up proper beneficiaries Mm. on your accounts. Mm. If you lose sight of your estate planning and you happen to be someone who passed away yesterday, would that money have gone to the people or places that you intend? In the most tax-efficient, streamlined way possible. Right. Yeah. It went to my ex-wife. How about that? Or it goes to my wife, but it takes six months to get there and goes through probate, and it's all taxable right? as well. Because Because the beneficiary was my estate. Because my beneficiary was my estate. Folks, this again, you need a comprehensive financial plan that understands how all pieces of your financial life fit together. I'm going to sneak one more in here. I talked about one of the benefits of the auto enrollment is you're going to start getting some match. You might not be getting all of it. That is another danger. Folks, this is the one-legged stool. Now you've got to get all the free money in there 
as possible. So you've got to make sure you're contributing enough to get that full match. Jennifer asked a question about she's going to start increasing her retirement savings. How much should she be doing? We've got that answer and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Have you tackled your FAFSA yet? Folks, we've got a question here from Sandy coming up where we're going to address that. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Mike Bernard, Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, certified financial planners here coming to you from the KFG Studios. If you've missed anything, every show is on the YouTube channel. Just search at Wise Money Radio on YouTube. It's also podcast, iTunes, Google Play, as well as on the website, wisemoneyradio.com. You can submit questions right there as well. Also call, text 574-222-2000. Okay, folks, we are transitioning into listener questions. I've got a bank of them here. Continue to send them in. We will get to them. Sandy's been waiting patiently for several weeks. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about filling out the FAFSA. The new enrollment, the application open date is October 1st. And so we've been encouraging folks, all right, start the FAFSA. It's using last year's taxes for next school year. And so you can get started right now. We had a discussion about that a few weeks ago. And here's her question. Hi, my name's Sandy, and this is in reference to the FAFSA talk that you're doing on air, and I'm interested in commenting about the whole divorce thing. I have one that does not contribute anything to college, academic monies, and I'm curious because it does ask for step-parent income and such. Is that something we need to include or not include in the FAFSA? That would be great. I'm going to just touch on this really quick, Sandy. And and first, you've got to include the information on the FAFSA for the parent, the adult, that the child spent the most time with. Not the, not the parent who has custody. It's the one who they spent the most time with because it's about how much, uh, who provided for the most financially for this individual. And and it sounds like you've got a situation where um, your your ex-husband maybe was, is not has not been doing what they are supposed to be doing uh, financially. Unfortunately, there's really nothing you can make up for that on the FAFSA, but I would talk to the financial aid department of your school and even call FAFSA. They've actually got a great phone line and help desk. Uh, you can find that number online. I don't have it right in front of me here, Sandy, but you can check that out and, and ask them. But as as far as I know, you list the financial information for the parent who the child spent the most time with that not, year. Not necessarily the one who claimed them on the taxes either. Exactly. Right? Some spouses bounce back and forth from year to year, taking turns, in other words. But uh, this is who did they live with. And also keep in mind, if that parent who... Uh, it, it has custody of the, the child most of the time or, or is living with them most of the time, has been remarried, mm. 
the step parents information may also need to be uh, included as well. It, it, it is needed it to is. be included. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully that helps you, Sandy, or anyone else in a similar situation. But again, not not to punt here, but uh, if you have questions, give the FAFSA line a call there. It, it's right there on the website. So. All right. I'm going to jump down to Jennifer's question here. So here's her question. I got a late start to saving up for retirement, but I just increased my contributions to 8%. I'm 47 years old. Is that enough? Do I need to save more? My company also offers a 3% match. Thanks. Yeah, I think the best way to answer that, Jennifer, and thanks for the question, I think you just go find one of those online calculators that Mike's been talking about, <laughs> and you'll get all He's your answers. He's a huge fan, aren't you, Mike? No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Guys, I've, I've broke the soapbox out twice. Come on. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> okay. We're baiting you. But it's in the context of your overall financial plan. I, I've, I, I mean, I, just as a rule of thumb, this is interesting. As a rule of thumb, some financial radio show folks would say, okay, yeah, the eight plus the three, you're at 10%. You're good to go. Okay? That'd be 11%, by the way. About, about to. <laughs> I'm really not good with numbers other than that. No, he right said here, some right? financial folks. That's what you're going to get. You listen to other radio <laughs> shows, they're going to be going 8 uh, plus 3 is 10. Above 10%, you're good to go. I, I would I would discourage, as a rule of thumb, I discourage that thinking. I would want your contributions from day one at 15%, regardless of what the match is. But ultimately, especially at 47 years old, you're still very young, but you've got some critical time here between two decades, between where you're at and when you retire, it's time for that custom fit financial plan to determine, all right, do you have a pension? Do you have a very modest and frugal lifestyle? When do you want to draw Social Security? And all of those factors and everything in between is going to influence, well, is 8% the right number? Or does it need to be 10 or does it need to be 20 or could it be five? I bet we could all think of someone... Maybe they're an outlier, but a client that we've worked with, maybe they saved 8% for their entire career and they retired fine. Yeah. But there usually are some unusual circumstances or, um, you know, some sort of complicating factors. Um, as you said, maybe they have a pension. Maybe they're receiving a big inheritance. Mm-hmm. Maybe they uh, reached a, a debt-free status earlier than most of their peers, so their lifestyle is just smaller. Maybe all their kids got scholarships to college. <laughs> oh, that's my dream. You know, I, just it, one one point though. Um, I we I usually try to not include an inheritance in in someone's uh, retirement Absolutely. plan. But the other thing, unless they've already received, unless it. they've already received it. Uh, the other thing I'd mention, though, everything you talked about there, Josh. Gosh, I'm pulling that soapbox out. It's not baked into that online calculator. That's You're right. not going to figure. That's not going to be included, folks. That online calculator or, or, when rule you get, of thumb. or when you get your 401k statement, you look on the front page and it says, you're on pace for retirement. That does not include all of your situation and the unique uniqueness of your financial life. So, Jennifer, I, it, it, as a rule of thumb, I bump that to 15. And if you say, oh, my goodness, I just increased it. How am I going to double it? Okay, we've got a uh, we've got 1231 coming up. Bump it 1% for 2018, bump it 2% for 2019, bump it 3% for 2020, and keep going. Okay, so Jennifer, Mike just gave you an answer. I want to give you a different answer. Good. So, because Mike answered your question, and let me answer the question that you wanted to ask. Because the question is, what should you do? 
And if we tell you to go from, and we did that this math, eight plus three, you're saving ten percent <laughs> into your plan there. Have if to we, listen if, to that if back. We tell I'm you, not sure I said exactly <laughs> that. If we tell you to go from ten percent to eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and you've got some some bad debt out there, because maybe the first thing you should do is clean up your debt. Maybe the the first thing that you should do is because you've always struggled uh, with finances and financial discipline and self-control, um, maybe you should get on the envelope system. I have clients yeah. that make hundreds of thousands of dollars that use the envelope system still. And it is remarkable to me because most folks would say, well, you've got plenty of extra, uh, you know, a little leakage, a little slippage, a little fall through the crackage. Uh, what's the big deal with that? And you know what? These people are so focused and so disciplined. They're, they're putting keys on their financial key ring to unlock doors down the road that most people would never dream of opening. Yeah. And so I, I would say, Jennifer, Get again the best performers have a coach, Jennifer. Get yourself a coach. Mm -hmm. Get someone who can help you with the skill of budgeting. If you've already mastered the skill of budgeting, awesome. And if you in in some folks say, Well, I'm not ready for a coach, that's fine. Go on the Dave Ramsey website and find out where a, a financial peace university is and go spend ten or twelve, however many weeks training yourself. And then get a coach. Yeah. And we're going to be rolling out Wise Money University here soon. We're working on it, folks. So we'll be offering those sorts of classes too. We offer one on retirement, but um, hopefully one on budgeting here coming up. Here's the encouragement, though. There are a lot of people who make up a lot of ground in the last 10 or 15 years of their working career. Mm -hmm. Especially if you've launched your kids from the nest and maybe you're reaching your peak earning years, you have more capacity to save today than ever before. Mm -hmm. And maybe it just all feels more real to you as well. So your willingness to make sacrifices today that you were never really willing to do in the past, mm -hmm. if you start doing that, making those sacrifices that a lot of your peers are unwilling to make, then you may be setting yourself up, as Kevin said, to enjoy a lifestyle that so many people around you can only dream about. Yeah, that's right. And so, Jennifer, you said you're getting a late start here, and that's okay. Like Josh said, there's still a lot of time. Wherever you're at right now, you can make a wise decision today financially and start an upward spiral in your financial life. Also, if you're listening and you're younger and just starting your career or you're a parent of kids that are just starting, encourage them to start early and watch out for that auto-enrollment. Hey, <laughs> on behalf of Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, and myself and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, uh, we'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.